my name is Lainey. It's time for When a Nerd Starts Over. How's it going, everyone? This is uh, When a Nerd Starts Over. This is Dan. We're at another convention, which is uh, hilarious. Last one we just produced was at FanimeCon. Now we're at Wizard World. So uh, I wanted to take this opportunity because we just did a panel yesterday because we have another guest. He's been on the show before. It is uh, Francis, a.k.a. the other guy, Sincere, Sarcasm.net, and on the Points of Interest uh, podcast family. A really good friend of the program um, back because we haven't dived into the tip of the iceberg of what we could. Oh, yeah. So this is the unofficial, your two favorite Asian guys, your two BFS, your favorite Filipino friends, yes. <laughs> here yeah. to discuss uh, <laughs> Wizard World and other... Yeah. Um, topics. Um, so I want to thank you, Francis, for doing this again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, really appreciate it. No, it this is it's awesome. And, and like I said, we mentioned in the last podcast, we have so much in common, so much weird <laughs> stuff in common. Yeah. Um, and we knocked it down to rice, karaoke, and divorce. Exactly. The RKD. Yeah. Um, sounds like a wrestling move. Um, but we, I wanted to talk a little about these conventions because sure. one we. Try the speed dating thing again. It's money. Uh, we can't. That's just 30 bucks. That's one good used video game from GameStop. Easily. Easily. Um, and I'm not going to do that. You, we would, I wanted you to do it. Christopher, we wanted him to do that. Danielle, hell no. Ashley, hell no. So, again, and that probably lies the problem with the nerdy speed dating. All the guys, yay. All the girls, yay. Exactly. exactly. Right. Um, but, but, hey, Ashley, Danielle... Both catches. Yeah. Right? They're both catches. Yeah. So I, that makes sense. They don't need any help. No. Us, on the other hand, we need IKEA-type manuals. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, no. I, well, I can't build a thing, so that maybe that doesn't even help me at all. But, again, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not. We discussed that. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm fine. I'm very, very happy with who I am with now. So I'm not even going to do it. This was all for Christopher and Francis. So... Again, yeah. I just wanted to, th- I mean, thank you for doing this. Oh, yeah, for sure. And with Chris, though, you know, the ladies already love him, as we have shown, <laughs> as we have seen in the past. The ladies love him. It's just a matter of noticing when the ladies love him, so. Yeah, which is amazing to me. The signs are there for Chris, but he's just so obliv- oblivious to the just, I, it, you know what, I, I'm, but I'm, well, that's a whole different that's podcast. That's why we're single, man. That's why we're single. We're, we don't know. We we're don't gonna, know. We're going to have to. Well, it's a whole different podcast. Oh, yeah, we'll it's, have to talk about that a, later. It's the sure. signs, the, the language of love. Exactly. Which is complicated. It's you complicated. definitely need the female perspective on yes. that one, for yeah. sure. Yes. Now, now, I wanted to talk uh, to you a little bit about Wizard World and your your experience here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You, you uh, have been going to, to conventions a lot more than, than I have. So, this compared to what you've been to. Yeah, I've been going to conventions for about... Five years now. Um, I've been to mostly Southern California conventions. Uh, I've just recently been able to go out to different states of uh, conventions. And this is considered one of the smaller ones for sure. This is a small convention, which is surprising to me because Wizard World is a huge, huge name. Um, but they are a brand and they have different conventions throughout the United States. One of them happens to be in Sacramento. And this is about the size, I would say, if anyone's ever been to either the Long Beach uh, Comic Expo or the Philadelphia, Great Philadelphia Comic Con, you'll know that they're fairly small. A lot of vendors, very few artists, very few comic book writers, very few um, creators. It's mostly just vendors and celebrities, which they did pretty good with celebrities this year uh, at Wizard World. It's a, it's a much bigger uh, catch than I would say a lot of the smaller conventions get right. with Kate Beckinsale and Val Kilmer and things like that. But overall, I think it's a you know it's a quaint little small convention. It totally shocked me how small it was, but it seems doesn't matter because people seem to come here for the panels. So 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing. I mean, like, we had a panel here. Francis mm-hmm. was uh, a guest on our panel using nerd culture uh, to escape and cope with anxiety, which is a part of the No Ordinary Nerd, you know, podcast, which yeah. is totally separate from this. But the the quality they put into the panels that had been awesome. I yeah. mean, the from you know letting us do what we want to do, letting us like stay a little longer, to you know uh, the the equipment they provide for us and take care of. I mean, which was which was awesome. Um, even this meeting room that we're in, that we're allowed to use. I mean, um, it, it's been awesome. It's just that's the one thing I think was really surprised me was like the lack of vendors. The lack of content on the main like exhibit hall like area, which is like man, we've been like sprawling like, is there a map? Well, you've been to WonderCon. Yeah, so WonderCon was like, yeah. I mean, we, every day we found something different. Like, why well, was that guy there yesterday? No, but this one was like, after two minutes, we're like, okay, well, that's it. it. It's just Kato Kalen again, I guess. Oh, uh, right, Kato Kalen, who yeah. happens to be uh, the head wizard here yeah. at, at Wizard World, and maybe he's Mr. Wizard, but, yeah. but um. I I liked it, but then again, I mean, I I, I mean, spending three days here, I I, I don't. I'm, again, this was a stretch today. Mm-hmm. We did what we wanted to do. We interviewed. We talked to someone, some awesome people here, and that was about. Now we're like okay. name drop, name drop the people we talked to. Come on, Doctor Janina Scarlett, who is awesome. She is quite, uh, you know, she's she's going to be on TEDx. She's um, she's written superhero therapy. We didn't we didn't ask her about it. Mm-hmm. Darn it. Okay, mm-hmm. well next con, but. Uh, Tony Kim, Hero Within, Crazy for Comic Con, um, all of that—they were all um, a part of that particular, you know, uh, their mainstays here. So we met them, and, 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 and they've been great. So and, and that's going to hopefully further our relationship with them, you know. But I think that's what I took away from this the most was the whole we can do all that together and network with with all these different people, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's uh, been very, um, it's been very friendly to uh, to the press, to the panelists, the content creators, um, which is not always the case in a lot of conventions. Yeah. They're not always friendly to the people who are trying to promote and to um, to bolster and uplift uh, a convention like this. And again, it's it's fairly small, uh, surprisingly, but I think you know it's been around for a while. It'll continue to grow again. I, I can definitely see that happening and. Uh, I, I'm actually hoping we can come back again next year because no, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. That now, now we talked a little about Wizard the world. I wanted to talk a little about um, something we have in common. One of the RKDs, and that was cake. The whole oh, Ray Rice. No, 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 no cake. Well, that's another one. You yeah. know, if you spell it the Rihanna way, right? right, right, right yeah, right, right, cake, right, right. cake, cake, cake. Yeah, it's the divorce part. Oh, sure, sure. Now we. You see these things on TV. You see these things in movies. Yeah, people fall in love. It's serendipity. It's 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 this person's for me. There's someone for everyone, right? But you get married. You, you experience that, and then more than about half the times it doesn't it doesn't end that way. The odds are against us. But some of us decide to get back in that pond and try to find another fish and and, and try to, to to get married again and. Uh, some of us decide, I don't ever want to do that again. Me, it's obvious that I do want to do that again, because look where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. But you, on the other hand, have a different take on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was younger, uh, I was into the romantic stuff. You know, like growing up as a kid, uh, a teenager, I was all about the love. Um, and I've only have ever expected to do this once. Right. You know, it's kind of ingrained in people. It's kind of ingrained in society. You kind of do it once, you know, and that's kind of the expectation. Um, especially if you're in a very traditional thing, mm. that's what you, that, you know, that's the expectation. You know, you only do it once. So when it didn't work out and things fell apart, I knew, like, well, that was a lot of work. That was a lot of heartache. That was a lot of, that was a lot of, uh, a lot of bad stuff. Good stuff in the beginning, bad stuff at the end, right. but like, <clears throat> that's a lot to go through again. And again, and again. So it always amazes me when there's like people, oh, here's my fourth marriage, fifth marriage. Like, woof. You did that whole thing five times or four times? Like, that's insane. I I, I, I remember (coughs) when I first went through the the, the process and I was on the process of trying to find, like, oh, I need to leave now. And I found a place to live. And I was, like, living on, like, a a leather futon for, like, a month. Mm. The aunt that I was staying with, I mean, she was so, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to get... The divorce, and then she was like, you know, she made a joke saying, you know, Dan, I'm, I'm, 
I'm the queen of divorce. I'm on my fourth marriage. You know, do you really want to do this? But sadly, that's that's not like it's uncommon, man. Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's why I think it's a sham. You know, yeah. like it's not necessary. Um, people who get into a relationship should be perfectly fine. It, it, it doesn't make any more sense. Back in the day, it, did, it, did, it made sense. You know, you were, you know, you had a farm. You know, you yeah. had to make kids. You had to make kids to, to take care of that farm. You know, or there was the religious backing, things like that. Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, popular religions expect that type of thing to happen. Right, it's kind of right. like, you know, the progress. Right, and right, so right. there's this yeah. expectation for those things to happen. Mm. But a modern society, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. What's the point? You don't even really get, like, you. what benefit is there, in all honesty? I, I'm more part of the people who want to do it, go for it. But I think that people have a tendency to, once the word marriage gets attached, once they have the rings on their finger, they stop trying. Because there's no, they're done, you're stuck. Right, yeah, you're in true. you're in a bind that like is leak that takes a lot of work to get out of. So you get lazy, stop trying. You don't want to do. You don't want to work as hard to kind of keep the person in your life. Um, but if it's if you're in a relationship where you can easily just say, "I'm done. I'm going to move on. No paperwork. No nothing. Nothing really binding me to you legally." Pff, the risk the, the 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 risk is is greater. You have to try harder to keep the person, and therefore you try and try and try, and you don't stop. Um, which means that there's the potential for it to be real and grow and, and, and actually be stronger is there. Because mm. you don't feel, you don't have, the moment you become lazy is the moment, like, like for anything, like like podcasts, like uh, like panels, like any of that stuff. The moment you stop trying is the moment people stop coming in and stop attending and stop caring. Same thing in a relationship. The moment you stop trying, obviously no one's going no to want to be a part of that. And you, you fade away and, and you fade apart and you have kids and they see this and they're like, oh, so this is what it's like. Uh, they, they're angry all the time or they don't talk to each other. Uh. Yeah. Like, they see that and like, oh, I guess this is how the world works and that, that's sad. That's super sad. So, I mean, so like, <clears throat> I mean, for you then, the perfect thing would be for you, like, say, if the, if you were just like, you know, I don't believe in like this marriage thing anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a sham. I don't want to do that anymore. The perfect relationship then would be, hey, I'm with this girl. She loves me. I love her. And then now we're just going to live together. We don't have any, like, legal documentation that, you know, mm-hmm. we're like, we're just, hey, we're just boyfriend, girlfriend, championship edition. Championship, <laughs> yeah, 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 turbo championship edition. Yeah, it's not, you know, like, we're, you're, you're with me, I'm with you, and, you mm-hmm. know, that's how it's going to be, you know. There's the ongoing questions from family, like, oh, you've been together for the five, nine, you know, nine years, you're not married yet? Mm-hmm. A lot of that. There's, and, you know, man, hey, man, Filipinos, man. I know, I mean, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, get yeah, it yeah. It's either, how come you're not married yet? How come you don't have a kid? I yeah. only got one kid. Yeah. Why don't you have two kids? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it's 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 all that, and then it becomes how come kids are in college? It just goes like this, like thing. But um, that's what would be perfect for you. It's just like we are just together. It's understood. We're together forever. We don't need the paperwork yeah. to do that. And 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 that's the thing. Um, I do. Be- Here's the thing. I, I I mean, I still I'm still a romantic. I still believe that two people can be together. Till death. It, it's a thing that I totally believe is a thing. Because I see But it there's the one phrase, though, that you hate. Oh, uh, some, the one for, some, there's someone for everyone. <laughs> Which right. is something that we've always... You hear that all the time. Like, there's other fish in, there's other fish in the sea. Uh, I'm a pescatarian, so that yeah. makes sense. But, or, there's someone for everyone. I mean, why do you hate that phrase? Because it's a lie. It's a complete <laughs> and utter lie. It's a complete lie. Because every... You know, so, I, I mean, I look... Um, you know, there's this concept of forever alone. You, you know this concept, right? No, no. Uh, well, okay, so forever alone is this concept of people who are socially awkward. Maybe they're not the most attractive people in the world. Maybe they're, um, they, they have mental illness, things like that, that, be- that really want to have a relationship with somebody, but they believe they never will. Uh, there's, um, they're virgins still at age 40. They're, they've never kissed anyone. They've never held anyone's hand at age forty. Things like that. There's people like that out there. I've seen these people. I, I, there's a there's a subreddit on Reddit called Forever Alone, mm-hmm. and quite often I can relate to them because they have mental. They have this mentality. They have this this demon in their head telling them they're no good, and so they stay back and they're, they're they don't get into relationships and stuff like that. So they are potentially never going to find one. And we live in a world. We live in a society where beauty is. 
number one. Right. You look at this person, they are so hot, or they are so pretty, or they are so cute, whatever your level of attractiveness is. And you're like, well, if I can't have them, then I don't really want anyone else. And this is, of course, first sight. This is all first stuff. Obviously, people who get to know each other build up that, um, that rapport mm-hmm. eventually can look past that. Mm. But the vast majority of people are like, look at that person. Woo-hoo. Like, there you go. And they, and they go based on attraction alone. Yeah, and I think that I think that like, that that kind of like feeling like changes, you know. And I guess what the way that that changes is like you just have to find that person that has that same type of mindset as you. Because you know, okay, like junior high, oh she's cute, oh he's cute. Hey, do you want to go out? Yeah, Bob, you're you're going out. High school, it's a little different. Your high school love, you know. Yeah, it's still the key, the you know, the attractiveness, blah blah. When you get older, you start realizing, like, man, you know, that person's like hot, but they're like the worst person ever. You know, inside they're ugly as sure, hell. Sure. Right. But it's just that same, like, mindset. I think it's like, this is what I look for. They're, they could be, out of a 1 to 10, they could be, like, a 4, but their personality is, like, a 10. I feel, you know, like, my, my own self-confidence matches that kind of thing. It works out perfectly. I guess it's, that's what just changes. Like, you might, your priority when you're younger is beauty, of course. And when you're older, don't, don't, you can't yourself there. It still changes. Yeah, it still changes. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it does, but I think that, you know, it's just the value you put on that particular. True, yeah. Because I mean, like, I mean, I've, I've dated people who were extremely attractive, but man, they were like evil. Yeah. They were evil. And then I've dated, you know, people who were like, you know, cute, attractive, you know, but, you know, men personality funny as hell i mean we had so much in common but there was just something else there it just it's and and, and i appreciate that too and again i i i'm just basing this solely on this is first impression again yeah. as you get to know people yeah. th- that that's how it changes you know you you obviously need to be able to look at the person be like even you know and, it, and the word there's the worst part yeah you find them attractive it's a two-way street you know you'll find a t- as dudes we find a lot of women attractive Look, I look at places like Tinder, like okay, Cupid, like Plenty of Fish. The guys are hounding all sorts of women, but the women are the ones that look back and like, meh, meh. They, they get to pick, they get to pick from the lit, uh, pick of the litter. They yeah. get to look at that person and be like, I'm not interested. Moving on. I'm not going to respond. Moving on. Moving on. They have that power. So when I when I see something where it says someone for everyone, the the way that the pecking order is. It, that's totally not the case. Because that's someone who could be perfect for you will not necessarily look at you the same way. And you may never find that person. Just even like even mathematically speaking, there's going to be people who will not find someone. Right, yeah. Just mathematically yeah. speaking. And personality-wise, there's a lot of people with personalities that don't ever mature, that continue to – they're still childlike in their, in their nature, in their mentality, in their emotions. They still look at things uh, – in a way that you would when you were back in junior high, where like, oh, um, that you know that girl is 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 looking at that guy. She's obviously not interested in me. No, she's just looking at that guy. But you think for some reason in your head you think, oh, she's not interested in me, or oh, that guy's looking at her, and I want her. Oh, ooh, I'm gonna go attack and, and fight that person. Yeah. And then like that doesn't make any sense. Right. You're not gonna go. That, that that's that's a childish childish mentality. But it continues to progress for some people. And those are the people who, are, who, if they keep that up, who don't aren't willing to go ahead and mature themselves emotionally, mentally, and and want to improve. And I and I realize that we're talking, you know, especially with a crowd of, of people who suffer from mental illness, it's tough to improve. Right, right. Like I'm a large individual. I understand that I am a big person. I am not. I, I am very fortunate to have friends who say, "You're not fat. You're <laughs> big, but you're not fat." <laughs> and I'm like. No, I know I'm fat. I've always been big. I've never known what it's like to be a thin person. Even when I was working out a lot and exercising, I've never been thin. And so I realize I'm not going to appeal to a lot of people. I'm hoping my glowing personality that whenever I have the guts to show it will be enough. And it may never be. And I have to live with that. And I think living with the idea of knowing that there's not someone for everyone makes you appreciate yourself, makes Mm. you appreciate your singledom, but also allows for other people to see that and may approach you and may want to see and may like that and say, look, this guy's so comfortable in his own skin. That's attractive. Yeah. And people who are comfortable in those skin, very attractive, you know, very like, oh, whew, he likes him and I like him or her or whatever. And then the sparks and fly. But 
there's so many people again with mental illness becoming more of a of a of a, of a growing knowledgeable thing, like people knowing about it. It, it hinders a lot of people, and people don't want to deal with that. People don't want to look at that, and maybe don't want to deal with it, or, or they stop themselves from progressing. You know, and so as a result, you're not going to find somebody. For those people who are old '90s who've never been with anybody ever, and it happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't mean it as a mean thing to say there's, that someone for everyone is wrong in the sense. It's just statistically, it's going to happen. But if the sooner you accept that, because if you believe that fallacy, you're going to try too hard. Yeah. When you say there's so, there's so what? Then you're going to start being bummed out. You're like, there's someone for everyone, but I haven't found that someone. Right, right. So defeating, so hurt. Like, well, everyone else has someone. Why that's don't like, I? I mean, someone? I remember the, that's like the you know I remember that was like the worst you know you know I remember especially like after like a breakup or or, or whatever, and it's just that it's the holidays. Mm-hmm. You walk at the mall. And there's couples, they're like laughing, they're like happy, they're in love, and I'm in line with Cinnabon by myself. <laughs> they, but you know what? Hey, that's my relationship with the Cinnabon. I, sure. I guess that, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah. But, I mean, and I was bitter like that for a long time. Because I mean, I, I'm big into like romance and like, oh, there's, you know, love is in the air. And like, can you know, Valentine's Day, this and that. And, you know, um. I wasn't supposed to be there at that minute, but she was there at that minute, and it just, oh, fate just, like, was happy. It was meant to be. I'm big on that. I mean... Me too. From, from the rom... You know, like, I... And, 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 you know, my friends call me this. They, they call me rom-com. It, it's, it's a... I don't mind it, because it's totally true. Do I want to watch Wonder Woman? Sure, you know? But do I want to see the next, like, you know, you know, romantic comedy starring, you know, Jennifer Lawrence and... You know, Ryan Gosling, yeah, you know, I'm more excited about that particular film than I am watching Gal Gadot, wherever I pronounce her, with her lasso of truth. That's just the sad thing of it, but that leads me to, like, that's a dying thing now. It's a dying thing of, like, believing that romance is still king, people can still fall in love, uh, you know... Because again, we're putting you know, in the beginning. You're putting, like you said, when you get married, it's totally true. You're saying, you're like, okay, now I did everything I had to get the girl. She did everything to get me. And I'm like, well, now, now what? Now it just kind of dies. I can leave my socks on the floor. I don't have to do the laundry. I don't have to do any of that stuff. I don't have to cook. Now you're just with me now. That's which is sad, but but that's that's totally true. That's I think why the divorce rate is so high because we look at it and like, well, we don't now cry. you're stuck. We don't. Yeah, cry. and you don't keep. That's the beauty of dating. I love the first part of dating. When you are still in that honeymoon phase and you're like in love and you try so hard for each other. You want to impress each other. You take her to the fanciest restaurant. She buys you the, the, the biggest gifts. And you try so hard for each other to want to say like, I love you here. This is a physical manifestation of my love, you know, other than the other like, you know, sexual physical manifestation. <laughs> of my love. Like there's all that stuff. And yeah. it's just like, let me just... Throw this at you. Let me make it, make it rain with my love for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beginning. And then as it progresses, you know, it dies down. You're getting used to each other. You know what each other likes, what you, you, you don't like. But there's still that, like, well, she could leave me at any time. Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take her out on a nice date. I'm going to take her out, you know, I'm going to surprise her for her birthday. I'm going to do something big. And you keep doing that progressively over and over again. And that's what I did. That's what I, that was my, my mentality. It's like, okay, what's next? Dinner cruise. What's next? Um, you know, this over here. What's next? This over there. And then I didn't stop, per se. Again, my marriage was very different in what happened afterwards. And I, I, I don't know if it's something to get into now or, or another. I'll see it for another episode. Yeah. But we got to a point where, yeah, divorce was inevitable. Um, and we... and. Uh, it wasn't about trying to make each other still love each other. It was more of like, well, now we're here. And so that's why I think marriage is such a bad idea. Again, especially now, there's no real benefit. I mean, I don't know if there's still a tax benefit either. Mm-hmm. Like, what is there? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? You can still have kids and be together and still, like, people do it all the time. They're just a couple. They have a child. They raise the child as if they were, they're still mom and dad. And they still have a child that grows up knowing their mom and dad, and, she, and they, they may have the last name of someone else or whatever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. They, they're in a loving family, and they love each other, and they keep showing it because they know, even with a kid, I can go anywhere. And what's even worse, no child support if they separate. Right. No, yeah. like, 
it makes more sense to try harder. It makes more sense to want to keep the love alive. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I guess like I think for like for example, like I've over like I guess for me, what makes it work, I think, is the chase. It's the chase. You know, like in high school, I was real big on the chase. It was yeah. like. Oh yeah, you know, you know that. I don't think that girl would ever, you know, want to be with me. But you know, I'm gonna try. You know, and then it's a ooh, and then then, then there's that. Okay, now she's my girlfriend. Well, it's not, you know, it's it's yeah. the forever. If in order for for another relationship to work, the marriage to work, which is incredibly hard, is to ha- be forever in the chase mode. So, yeah, I, I know what you mean by that. I, I understand what you mean. Like you're you're constantly trying, to, you know, because the chase is when you're the you're the, you're trying hard to impress as much yeah, as possible. Yeah. And in marriage, you're right. The incentive isn't there. But I know a lot of marriages. Not a lot, I should say. I know some marriages that they have a dedicated date night. They go on a fancy date. They wow each other. You know, they go dancing. They have a nice meal. You know, they, you know have a stroll in the park and they rekindle that love because life gets in the way work gets in the way kids get in the way like not and not in a bad way either i'm not saying gets in the way but there's time that needs to be allotted for children for 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 um a uh, work that when you get home you're tired you don't want to really like you don't have energy to, to keep the love alive because again if you're married you've already been there done that when you're not married i feel again you have that motivation. Yeah, and, and that's a sad thing because I totally understand, like, the whole... I mean, and uh, this isn't, like, I, I'm going to bring... When it starts to become, like, feel like business transactions. Mm-hmm. It's working. That's when, it, yeah. you know, I I, I can't... I can't... I, I was going through that. It mm-hmm. was... In my past, you know, in, in my marriage, it was like, okay, date night is specifically this day. And even to the point, it's like, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to have sex uh, on Tuesday nights after this TV show, after this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, what is this? Do we shake hands after mm-hmm. that and be like, thank you for the transaction. That was awesome. You Sign were great. Sign a contract. Um, here's my rating card. Oh, 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 three out of ten. I, I'll, right. I'll try harder next time. But that's what it, when it felt like that, I was like, that's not good, man. Like, I mean, I, I it, the spontaneity of like, you know, uh, you know. We're on the open road. Let's let's go to there. Blah blah. That all that is gone. It, you know, and I mean that's tough. I mean, and that's always going to be a, a never-ending debate. Can you keep that going? And we see couples who have been married for 50, 60 years still holding hands in the park. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah, that's what I'd like to see. And you know, the Notebook. I mean, uh, classic. But to the detriment of like you know. I want a guy like Ryan Gosling, you know. Who do, I, I want a guy. Who doesn't want a guy like Ryan exactly. Gosling? Yeah, no, but, yeah, true. But I mean, that I mean, and that even brings up the question. Yeah. Honestly, is like when it comes to romance, what about chivalry? So chivalry has the definition of chivalry has evolved over the years. You know, chivalry used to be opening a door. Chivalry used to be. Um, Putting a, uh, uh, your jacket over a puddle, things like that. Yeah, Chivalry used to be. Doors. I mean, like pulling out the chair, we, having to sit down. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. we live in a society now, and I have no issues with this this ideology. I, have no, I mean, I do, but I, I, I understand why it exists. I appreciate feminism. I appreciate it. I understand why it exists. I don't necessarily agree with, with a lot of it, but I understand why it exists. I understand why it's being fought for. But... It makes relationships complicated because now there's this idea that I mean, Chris kind of brought it up, and it's very—it's a very small, minute number of people, <coughs> but they're loud enough that everyone thinks this. There's a small, minute, very small group of feminists who are men haters, uh-huh. and they exist. They do. They hate dudes. They, they you know, they, 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 you know, they, they cut their hair to a boy cut, etc. Not that that's a bad thing. It's a good look for some people, sure. No, no problem. I'm trying not to ruffle any feathers <laughs> here, but there's a, there is a small contingency that makes other feminists look bad. Feminists really just want to be treated equally, you know, and I get that. I totally get that. But that also that also means well, where does the, what does the guy do to show that he's 
chivalrous. In the past, chivalry meant I'm going to be the one to make the money, I'm going to be taking care of you, I'm going to treat you like a princess. But now princess is a bad word. Huh. Princess is considered like, well, I don't want to be a princess, I want to be a queen, or I want to be a warrior, I want to be all these things, which is fine, but for us dudes who have done this forever, we lose kind of a sight of, well, what do we, how do we now prove our, our affection, our romance, our love for this person? Now, there's a contingent, you know, that's, that's some of the population. That is not a lot, but there's enough of them out there. Especially in the nerd community, especially in what we do, yeah. that it makes it tough for us guys to kind of uh, find a relationship or even kind of romance a person. Because now there's like, well, I can do it. You know, I'm fine. You don't have to open the door for me. It's okay. So actually, it's insulting because you don't think I can open a door. It's like, no, no, no. It's not that I don't think you can open a door. It's just I want to be able to present... That I that I I'm thinking about you, and I I, I want to you know be able to to provide that um, sense of security for you. So there's a little bit of a debate or a little bit of a, f- a fight with this ideology that exists that makes it hard for us guys with chivalry. Now, if you talk to the layperson who isn't into our in, in this group in this this nerd world, they don't really know too much about that. Weirdly enough, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of, there's enough that do, but there's a lot that don't. And I've met them. I know they're like, I don't know what this is. I don't believe in what they're saying. Whatever. I'm perfectly fine being a housewife. I'm perfectly fine being traditional. And this is my job. Like, I'm happy with that. And that's great. But they're fewer. It's becoming harder and harder to find, especially in our community. And so for them, when somebody opens a door, when somebody um, goes around the car, opens the doors for them to have them get into their car and they come around and, you know, all that stuff. They don't look. They still appreciate that kind of stuff. And I know I'm talking about like a lot of door opening for some reason, but you know, chivalry it, it has become so diluted with with this other ideology that it's harder and harder to show off being romantic. Have you, like, for instance, have you noticed that there's fewer and fewer romantic comedies? Yeah, you know, I mean that that that's true. I mean, if I think about it, I mean, when's the last big romantic comedy? And but the thing is, like, and then you have to define: was that really a successful big comedy? I don't know. You really can't say. Well, because yeah, with the superhero movies being so popular, romantic comedies. Now, expensive. now I think what happens is now instead of having your big romantic comedy, you're just having adding the romantic comedy part of the big movie. Like, oh, the, the hero saved the day, but oh, that cute little relationship that he has with so and so. They don't make it a big movie now. It's just a little subset. Mm-hmm. That's that's so true. I mean, is yeah. that why we don't watch? Uh, What's that? That comedian? That oh no, that that, that there's that that one. Not yeah, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. I mean, well, Anne Hathaway's been doing more and more action movies. Yeah, like see, I mean, do you feel that because of that now she has to kind of go into that? She has to. We, we've been used to seeing her like in you know romantic comedy. She had a, you know, uh, she's not doing that. And plus, there was that actor that was in um, started off in Grey's Anatomy. What's her name? Um, she was like in. Uh, 27 wedding dresses? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, God, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about, though. She was also with, uh, in, in Seth Rogen's film, um... Uh, knocked uh, Up. Knocked Up. Mm-hmm. That, oh, she... Gosh, that's gonna kill me now that I don't remember her mm-hmm. name. See, but then that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, now it's like she, she's been stuck in that kind of, like, realm... Mm-hmm. I don't know where she would fit. So it's like the death of the romantic comedy, the death of the romantic comedy star... I'm going to say something controversial. Romance is dying. Romance is a dead art. Yeah. Romance is dying because there is, again, this new ideology. There's this new idea. Because if you look at it, people call, the, the reason why romantic comedies are dying is because it's the woman looks weak. She's the one that needs saving. She's the one that needs protecting. That's a mentality that's going away. You know, We're, Women are capable of doing... But, that, but then, as a result... Romance is dying because what does a guy do now to show romance? The whole purpose of that movie was it, it, it fulfilled women's fantasies of like, oh, there's a dude sweeping me away. Mm. And then it also filled kind of tangentially, it fulfilled the guy's uh, fantasy of like, look at me, I'm so amazing. Look at me sweep her out. Of, look, look at me sweep this beautiful woman out of her feet, off her feet. And we live in a world now where that's considered ugly and wrong-ish to a group of enough people to where they don't want to do it anymore. And that's, and I think, and me, like, growing up in high school, I, and and it's still, like, one of my favorite, like, music genres, like, Mm -hmm. was 90s R&B. No, that was all, oh, God. And, I mean, you're thinking, like, you know, Jodeci and um, Shy and Troop and, you know, and and New Edition when they're, you know, 
they were doing a lot of like, I love you, and like, you know, like, El Kuji, I need love, you know, all all of that, and it was like, man, that's like love, that's, I'll cry for you from Jodeci, you know, like, you know, it was so like, you know, I'm gonna love you for life, that's like, romance music, now it's like, yo, I'm gonna hit that, and yo, I'm gonna beat it, beat it up, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that, now that pushes, now, now if you hear a love song, you're like, was that a, is he talking about, there's two people who produce love songs, Adele, <laughs> and Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran, though. Man. The two people who continue to produce a love song. The vast majority of the music aren't love songs. I mean, they're love-ish, sort of, but, they, they, like, the real love song. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's got to be a song where you don't bring up the S-word sex. You don't yeah. got to bring the, yo, you know, like, hit me, I'm going to get it like that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do all that in a song. It has to be full-on, like, just, like, I love you. I mean, Keith Sweat, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, and, 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 and like, now... Whenever I'm in my car, that's the only thing I listen to. I listen to, like, the 90s, like, you know, like, R&B stuff. So I think that plays a big part of it. So, like, now that's not how to get the girl. Mm-hmm. You telling you how you, you know, you pour your heart out in a song for the girl. Now it's, this is how I get the girl. I hit her in her DMs on Twitter. I hit her on the Snapchat. I like her tweets. Yeah, and then, like, you know, oh, she don't get that many Instagram likes. Oh, I might be able to get that girl. You know, that's what it is now. So maybe that's another sign of what you're saying. Romance is, is dying. It's a, it's a, it's a dead art. It's, a, it's definitely a dead art. Social media has definitely killed it for a lot of people. Um, you know, we had a stint of uh, flash mobs. You remember flash mobs? Yeah. And that was a way to propose to people that for was a while. Those were awesome, yeah. 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 Nothing like that anymore. You don't see that. You don't see that. Promposals is a thing now. Promposals. But you know what? Teenagers still have that headiness in their head of romance. Like, they still believe in love as a teenager. Mm-hmm. As you grow up, we're now cynical. We now don't believe in that stuff. We all anymore. got baggage now. We all got baggage now. We all have these other, again, all these other ideologies that are coming up that are great gaining attraction. You know, there's all these people who are trying, like, we live in a really terrible world for love because. I'm not going to get political. It, it, it only with the fact that look at how politics has separated individuals. Yeah. Families are breaking up because of a president that we have in, in an office now. People are breaking up over like stuff that we never thought about te- five years ago. Stuff that we never even like crossed our mind five years ago. We didn't even think like, oh, you're a Republican. Bleh. Oh, you're a Democrat. Bleh. I'm out of here. We never thought that way before. Yeah. This is the first time in ages where. Simply, I like the, oh, Trump said this, I kind of like that. What? Blah. Or Trump said this, <laughs> I hate that. What? Blah. Like, that's it. Yeah. All it takes is one person to say they agree or disagree with something that has nothing to do with their personality, that has nothing to do with their, 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 their loves, their beliefs, you know, whether they're religious, whether they're not. It doesn't matter. It's just like you agreed with an idea, and all of a sudden you're demonized. And that's the world we live in. Yeah, that's... that's- well, I mean, I, I mean, if I, I mean, and I never thought of it that way. I never mm-hmm. thought of it, and, and that's. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because I mean, if you think about it, just like you can tell what is big right now by what is in the media right What's now. What's trending on Facebook? What's trending, trending on Twitter? You know. Yeah. So yes, it's the superhero movie. It's, it's, it's Wonder Woman. It's all that stuff. But yeah, when's the biggest romantic comedy? You know, no one's ever been like, you know. I'm in line to see that, and like, gosh, I made it, you know such a big impact and made so much money. You know, when's the last time you would look at a newspaper and say, "This romantic comedy freaking dominated every single movie"? La La Land. Yeah. But even La La Land, did you just watch La La Land? No, dude, I love. Are you kidding me? I, I serious? I, no. I, I, I love that. Hey, that, I like Ryan Gosling, man. That end of that film is the complete definition of how the world works now. There's no more happy endings. There's no such thing as a happy ending anymore. And, and gosh, I, and that for me, I I I live on happy endings. I mean, that's a, that, and that's why I feel like I still believe in the romance things because I'm like the guy's got to be with the girl at the end. La La Land, you know, I you know I watched it, you know, with Venus, and at the end I was like, you know, I don't know if I like that. I do not like that. I, I hated that ending. No, it, no, it, I'm like I. I'm not. I'm gonna confess. I cried. I freaking cried the moment he started playing. 
I was like, oh my god, no, he's yeah, not gonna. Uh, yeah, when they when they put it all together, yeah, I know, yeah. I, I I know that's what I'm saying. Like, just the build up of how they got together, the dancing together, and yeah, I've, I've tried to dance. To, right. It was terrible, but you know, the you know the soundtrack, you know, everything was like, gosh, it's so beautiful. I, I love Emma Stone too. Yeah. So you put those two together in any movie or a, one of them anymore, I'll watch it. That, that's yeah. where my money goes. Yeah. But. At the end, when they did not end together, just with another dude. Spoiler alert. I'm sure you saw the film if you read this. You're listening to it's this. It's like seven months old. Yeah, okay. but I was like, <coughs> that ruined the it, movie for me. <coughs> it's I mean, like Titanic. It's like, <coughs> Could you? I, I honestly, I love Titanic. I like I love Leonardo. And I still love Kate Winslet. I always stop the movie right when shit goes down. I don't watch it anymore. I refuse to think that Jack died. I refuse to think, you know, no, I, it's like the whole, like, did Old Yeller die? No, I never watched the ending. I, did Marley and Me? Did the dog oh, die? Oh, no, 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 Marley and Me. That's I, the worst. I oh, am man. not going to watch that because I mean, the dog lived happy. I, I, I refuse. That's a, I mean, I, I can't. So, funny you bring up Titanic. <clears throat> I'm only going to bring this up because I think it's funny. Uh, I was happy when he died. I was so happy when what? Leo died. I didn't like Leo at the time. I, when he left, so we're you know it was me and a friend. We're at the movie theater, and that scene happens. And you know I'll never let go, Jack. And he you know eventually let's go. I laughed. I like chortled loudly when everyone else was crying. I'm like, oh, oh. <coughs> I was so happy he died. I was so happy because I hated that character. Oh really? I like him as an actor. I love him as an actor. I hated that one character, and I was just like, oh man. I'm so glad he's dead. And I had a big smile on my face, and my, my friend was crying, and I was just like, Ugh. nope, glad, so happy. Anyway, it's <laughs> a little anecdote, but yeah. Like, like yeah, but yeah, romance is just not a thing anymore. And, and, and it's, it's just not going to be anymore, I don't think. There's no, I, no there'll be Ross, pockets of people who keep it alive. No Ross, Rachel, no. No. Look at, look at that. Let me, great, great point. Look at TV. Remember when TV had the big love, the big love connections? As a matter of fact... You know, uh, there was a brief discussion of the 100 yesterday of a couple that was supposed to get together, and there was a bet and everything, all this good stuff. Bullard, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't happen, probably because it keeps the audience interested and keeps them watching the show. But there's where you find your big romances, is on TV. You know, you find the big romances on television now. You don't find it on the big screen. You want to see the uh, Barry and Iris get together on The Flash. You want to see uh, Felicity and Oliver get together on Arrow. You want to see that stuff. Not everyone wants to see Felicity and Oliver get together. I get that. Felicity is not a big thing. I know. I understand. But people want to see that. And that's where the romance comes in. But you're not going to see it on the big screen anymore because that's not what sells movies. And that's not. And people are cynical. You know? You only see the romance in very niche television shows. A lot of the big TV shows now show a lot of divorce, a lot of heartbreak. That's the big deal now. That's the seller. <laughs> right. The seller is... Look at how this couple, who are terrible for each other, continue to fail at relationships, and that's a show. I think it's called Love on Netflix, where it's just... I watched that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, let's see terrible people do bad things to each other. Like, did you, did you watch This Is Us? I know of it. I didn't watch This Is Us. But I know that the concept's similar in that show, yeah, too. Um, yeah, I mean, that one... Have you seen... There's one movie that really depicted... Oh my God! Is it like, like uh, there's a movie that there's Ryan Gosling and I think it's uh, her name is uh, gosh I don't know Driver that. no no um, it was a uh, Blue Valentine oh yeah Blue Valentine I've heard of it I refuse to watch it I refuse that to was watch like it. that was so I mean just the, the depiction of the process of love and then going back oh how about have you seen Five Hundred Days of Summer I'm glad you brought that up I hate that movie <sighs> only for for one reason and one reason only. It was because that movie came at a time where my relationship was falling apart. And uh, I was I was Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the, in the latter part of it where he was feeling the heartache. Even though I was with her at the time, she watched it with me, but the deterioration of our relationship was happening at that point. So I hate it on an emotional level. But as a movie, I think it's great because it does. it's a very accurate depiction of how we fall in love, how we fall out of love, and how we recover from it in the sense of like... I mean, it's dramatized a lot, but we've gone through those waves, right? We've gone through the highs and the lows and the sitting in your room when she breaks up with you, just eating chips in your bed and not wanting to leave. Like, that happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then 
finding someone at the end. I, and that had a happy ending, which I liked. It had a happy ending because he, did, he potentially found another relationship at the end when he was able to finally pick himself up. Yeah, and that's, and that's sad. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's, fun, it's funny because, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, I, I kind of know this person who... And I'm not going to say any names, but I kind of know this person who is going through that where, like, it almost feels like it was, like, less than 500 days, honestly. It was, like, a few months. Mm-hmm. But to see this person from the highest of highs mm-hmm. and, like, oh, I'm so in love and everything is so great to, like, I don't know what, what happened. Like, nothing changed. And now it, I don't know what I did and I can't find out and I can't figure it out. And then back to, I think it's back on again. It's so awesome. And, like, back to, like, I think we're really, I think we're really done, and I, I don't, I, I'm gonna, I don't know what to do, Dan, and just to be on the outside and be like, gosh, I totally remember that pain, mm-hmm. like, and I can see that where it's like when we talked about the marriage, not wanting to get married again, it's like, do I really want to feel that pain again? Because that's the pain mm-hmm. that you can never ever, des- you can describe it, but it's just something that you would never ever want to experience again. It's that kind of like. Not a huge, like, you know, owie that you get, like, a blood test or something, but this is one that is deep, and, like, it it changes your life, it changes your being, your personality, even changes maybe the way you look at the world. For something like that, to be able to change the way you look at life, period, that's, like, you would never want to go through that again. I totally understand that, you know, but it's just that one, and that's why I just feel, and I joke about it a lot, I joke about it a lot. And that's the ultimate love story for me. The ultimate happy ending is someone like you saying, ah, romance is dying. Chivalry is dead. There's, there's no, there's someone, for, whatever, that's all, you know, crap and poppycock malarkey, balderdash, all that other crap, you know. Um, but, hey, that person in the crowd that, in this panel looking at me a little differently. And, then, and that kind of brings us back full circle, attraction. It does, and I, I just feel like that's going to happen. I, 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 that's just me, because, like, I'm very happy right now. I'm very happy where, where I'm at right now. Through a very dark period, crazy period, very happy right now. Again, our lives are on set, are, are similar tracks. And, uh, and if we had more time, that's a whole different podcast where we talk about the similarities of what we went through family-wise, you know, uh, same issues within the marriage, what happened after, um, you know... I just feel that's like right around the corner, and I can't wait. And it, I, I just think that he's, that's my ultimate have. That's my I'm eating popcorn right now. Yeah, like I'm in a movie. Yeah, you're you're you know that's what I feel. You know what's funny? It's like I'm so fortunate to have a bunch of people who are rooting for me in that respect. You know, a lot of people come up to me who are my friends and saying, "Dude, right around the corner." It's been going on for the last five years, right around the corner. This corner is five years long. Um, but I'm just going to kind of, I guess we're wrapping up right now. Yeah. Okay, just want to close on this. So um, I made some friends during the five years I was podcasting, and I told my story about my, my marriage and divorce and things like that. And they're like, oh, I want to see a picture of her. Let me see a picture of her. I want to see a picture of her. So I said, well, well the latest picture I have of her is of us when we were married. So I showed the picture. And I got the saddest comment from my friend. Oh my God, you look really happy in this picture because I don't look happy anymore. I haven't looked like genuinely happy in a long time. I haven't felt genuine happiness in a very long time. I felt bits of joy. I felt bits of fun, you know, like this panel. Like it was great. I enjoyed myself. But the moment I leave is the moment I'm back. And when I was in that position, when I was in that world, I was on cloud nine for like the lo- forever. Like I wouldn't stop being on cloud nine. I was the happiest um, with you know when I was in love and with this person. Now I'm not saying that's what's going to make me happy again. I'm not saying this person because I now know what a terrible human being she is. But I believe I I, I hope I, I mean other people hold on to hope that I will find that person like that again. And if that happens, great. I, I don't necessarily believe it. I don't necessarily believe that I'll find that again. Not that I, I'm, I'm saying that she's the only person to do it. It's just that I don't know if um, I deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel I deserve that kind of stuff anymore because I've done, you know, I feel like I've done a lot of bad stuff in my life. Which isn't true, I know, but I feel like it. It's my brain against depression thing, whatever. Despite the fact, I'm just going to wrap it up and, do, up and say, I'm glad that, like you, and again, other people in my life are like, it's going to happen, man. If there's anyone who deserves it, my favorite line is, 
there's anyone that deserves it, it's you. And I'm like, why do I deserve it? Like, what did I do to deserve it? I'm just, I'm just saying this as a disclaimer, okay? <laughs> First of all, I've known this guy for a short amount of time, and it's through pure chance. Oh, yeah. In, in, in a Google Hangout. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we just seem to, to connect. So, and I'm just saying that I know that this guy is an awesome guy, okay? <laughs> like I said, don't... I've heard you say this about people in mm. our inner circle mm. that they sell themselves too short. <laughs> now, the, this coming from a guy who is like king of selling himself too short. No, wait, not too short. The rapper, which who I like. right? Yeah. Oh, I would love to sell myself too short. <laughs> oh my God, you know how many clubs no, no. I get into? Oh man. No, but, <laughs> but and from the people, the short amount of time he's been around our people. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves this guy. So I, that's why I say, like, you know, I'm so surprised. Like, the things that you have said about yourself, that I, you, know, I, you know, and I'm, I'll bring that up in a different thing. It, it, to me, it's so surprising because I'm like, no way, man. Are you kidding me? No, I don't know. I don't believe that at all. So that's why I feel this is we stay tuned mm. because I know <laughs> it, around the corner, it's, it's, it's baby steps. And it's going to be out. The resolution, when this is mm. all done... The hundred bell arc. Oh, that's thing. funny. It, it's Episode number twenty-five of When a Nerd Starts Over. Francis has finally got a girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend. from the wedding. It's, uh... <laughs> no wedding. No oh, that's wedding. right. No wedding. No wedding. But I want to thank Francis again for being on the show, and I want to actually plug what we're going to be doing in the future. Um, we're going to talk about more nerdy stuff. For sure. example, like, coming up, I'm going to be interviewing a real gamer couple that. Works. I've, I've been personally in a relationship that where I gamed, the other girl didn't game, and for some reason it worked. It didn't work because the girl hated the game, was jealous of the games, whatever. This is a real functioning gaming couple that has survived. We're going to interview a person who uses dating sites all the time, mm. and that's just their thing. We're going to introduce. Well, we're going to interview Callie Grant, who is in the same boat as Francis has. Doesn't believe in marriage. But she's but never been married, right? She's never been married. Yeah. But this is from a female point of view on why yeah. she believes that she's not doesn't want to get married. So there's a lot of exciting things. Um, also, actually, and it's not all bad stuff. Not sad stuff. Also, a person who just proposed to his girlfriend there, and he's going to talk about the whole process of falling in love and how he found love and how that happened. So exciting stuff on here. If you have any questions for me... When a nurse starts over at gmail.com, if you want to talk to Francis. Oh, I'm at AKA the other guy on uh, Twitter. Um, and you can find me at sincerestarcasm.net. I am a part of the Points of Interest podcast, podcast network at pypodcast.com. But if you just want my stuff, sincerestarcasm.net is the place to go. You got to go there. I listen to all his stuff. I'm a big fan of his stuff. <laughs> um, a lot different than what we do here or oh, yeah. what Nordy Nerd does here. Oh, yeah. But listen to it. It's hilarious. So I'm going to thank him again. I just want to thank Nate Gold Did It, who came up with the track for the boat, for the, the, the intro. Also for Bancroft, who also does music on this too. Nice. So thank you. Well, next time, probably not a different con, but somewhere else. Yeah. Next time on When a Nurse Has Over. Thank you for listening. Bye. That was fun. I always enjoyed it. <laughs>